You know something? I've been thinking for a long fucking time about how I'm tired of you niggas. I've been thinking for a while about how niggas piss me off and how so many people just get, you know. I'm way better than the shit that I put up with. You know what I'm saying? I'm a way better person than the shit that I deal with. My problem is, though, I haven't been consistent. You know what I mean? I'll say, you know what? I'm not going to do this no more. I'm done fucking with niggas no more. I'm not fucking with this chick no more. I'm not. And then it's like, you know what? I find my way back in the bed. You know what I mean? Or I find my way back, you know, laughing with people that I don't need to be talking to. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things where people notice the inconsistency. And then they say, okay, so clearly he's not a man of his word as far as this goes. He's soft. I'm not saying you could walk up on a nigga and punch me in the face. That's definitely not a, that's not smart at all. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, there's certain things that people can say, okay, I can take advantage of this guy a little bit. I can say little things. I could, I could push, you know, I could push the envelope a little bit. That's been true for the last couple of years now. I've been seeing a couple things with, you know, whether it's people in my circle or people that's trying to get in the circle or whatever it is. And it's like, you know what? I do got to make adjustments. Today's the last day. Today's the final day for anything of that aspect. Meaning, if there's motherfuckers that's right now moving like bitches, you know what I'm saying, or moving funny, you know what I mean, grown men gossiping like women getting their nails done, if there's niggas like that moving around that, uh, that, uh, that I associate with or whatever the case may be, it's all good. I'm all set on that. Today's going to be the last day. You know what I'm saying? We're all set with that, ladies and gentlemen. Kofi's all set. I've made mistakes, sure. I'm not going to sit here and act like, you know what I mean, I walk on water. I could turn water into wine or whatever the fuck. All I'm trying to tell you is that I am human, but I've never been that person to intentionally hurt somebody's feelings or, you know, go out my way to make somebody feel pain unless I was putting my dick deep down in her soul, you feel me? Unless I had her legs back and my African spear was in her stomach, you feel me? That's the only time I'm going to make that shit feel, you know what I mean? You're going to feel pain on purpose because you need to know who the fuck you're dealing with. You know what I mean? That's what gets you, that, that's, that gets you far in life. You did? But all I'm saying is, outside of that, those are the only times that I ever make somebody feel pain on purpose. I'm not trying to make somebody's feelings hurt. I'm not trying to make somebody feel like I'm a terrible person and then it makes them reevaluate the type of person they are. Only time I would rather somebody that I fuck with, whether it's, you know, whether it's a chick or anybody I call friend or brother, anytime I want that individual to evaluate themselves is if there's a situation that causes self-reflection for them. If you walking down the street and somebody tells you, yo, my man, you got a shit stain on your shirt, you're like, I bet. Then the next motherfucker on you see, hey, there's a shit stain on your shirt. If you continue to run into people that's telling you something, maybe is that's the time for you to actually look at your shirt and check to see if you have a shit stain on it. That's the point. You need to make sure that if you're looking at a situation that you have going on and then you find yourself in the same situation over and over again. This is a situation that happened with women when they keep finding ain't shit niggas. Or this is a situation with niggas when they keep finding hoes and shit like that. At some point, you got to evaluate and look at it like, you know what? Maybe um, it's me. And I'm doing myself. I've had my self-reflection. Today, the last couple of weeks, I've self-reflected on many things. I had a conversation with a few of my friends. The, you know what I mean? That conversation made me really understand a couple of things that I was prioritizing that I shouldn't be. It made me realize a couple of things that I held important over the things that actually are important, but I put on a back burner. It let me know things that I shouldn't be doing, but I was doing because I'm blocking my blessings because of that. I've had this conversation with you guys before in previous episodes. You feel me? I've had this conversation with niggas about how, you know, sometimes you got to, you know, make changes in order to, you know, make room, take shit out to put things that belong in them, you know, and, and, and it's, uh, you know, replace them. You feel me? And at this point, that's where I'm at. Everybody, every everybody has run into situations where they've dealt with people or they've been friends with people that don't really belong. I've dealt with chicks that, you know, prioritize dumb niggas and niggas they really shouldn't be around over me, which I was the better guy. And I've also been that nigga that wasn't the right guy for them. We've all been in, we got to put each other, you know, make sure we're wearing each other's shoes in that situation. Understand where the other person is coming from. Of course, you're going to run into those men. You're going to run into those chicks that think that's stupid. You know what I mean? That that are not using their logic to, you know, think over things versus their emotion. You know, they're using their emotion to overthink everything, right? 
so they make decisions that they shouldn't. Or God, same situation, you know what I mean? You got you got friends that, you know what I mean, you know aren't really good friends, but because that nigga know how to, you know, he makes you laugh, or that person is somebody that, you know, is he's a fun guy to be around, you kind of, you know, minimize the, the situations, or the you kind of look over things, you kind of let things pass, you let it rock. Nah, it's over for all of that. R.I.P. to all that bullshit today. There's money to go get. There's money to go get. Please. Any I know I know my brothers that I have conversations with, and we always talk about business first. We always talk about ways to get money first. We can't have that shit happen no more. What I mean not we can't what I mean by not happening no more, I mean we can't have conversations other than business and then let's prioritize the business first before the bullshit. I got niggas that call my phone for only bullshit and I entertain it. I can't deal with that no more because that's a waste of my time. And when niggas keep calling you with bullshit and they and you allow them to waste your time, then they have it fixated that you know what, I'm gonna keep calling this nigga when I have bullshit to talk about. Versus I I gotta call this nigga because there's money to go get. Nah. Let's talk business first. Then we could crack all the jokes we gotta crack and talk all the other shit. Because the money's gotta come first, then we can enjoy life, nigga. I'm trying to be on a I'm trying to be on a yacht with my niggas, with my brothers. I'm trying to be on a yacht. You feel me? Just going somewhere, right? With chicks moving their ass on the boat. Meanwhile, my wife is on the boat with me, with them chicks moving their ass. You feel me? That's the type of shit I'm on right now. You feel me? I'm trying to point out bitches' ass with my wife, like, yo, baby, you see her ass? Yeah, you know, that shit fat, right? Yo, yo, you feel me? That's the type of time I'm on, you dig? I'm trying to enjoy shit. I'm trying to have fun. But the money's got to come first, and I'm telling you niggas right now, don't call my phone unless it's business first. I'm done with the dumb shit. I'm done with it all. Chicks, don't hit my phone unless we talking real shit. There's bitches in the past that will hit niggas up like, yeah, yo, you ain't shit. Damn, five years later, that's how you feel? I haven't even spoken to you. Do you know what's going on in my life right now for you to make an assessment based on shit in the past? Or you're judging it based on a snap or a post? Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? You probably was a hoe back then at the time anyway. So maybe you deserve what you got from me. People, let's grow today. Let's check ourselves today. I did that, and I'm doing it, and I understand the mistakes I've made. So I apologize to anybody that I've hurt. I apologize to anybody out there that feels like I, I hurt them because it wasn't intentional. I'm trying to build with my niggas. I'm trying to build with people I love because when, I get, when I'm successful, when I have money, when I have the, the resources to take care of the people around me, no one around me will lack money. No one around me will lack resources. And I have told the people I love that already so they know who the fuck they are. If I haven't told you that, then that means you're not one of them because you're probably calling my phone with bullshit. We in the fucking cave with it. We in the fucking cave with it. We in the cave with it. Welcome everybody to episode 8 of the fucking cave. My bad. Let me get the cuss words out. I was a little hot just now. Welcome everybody to the episode that we've been waiting for. Have you been waiting for this episode? This is my 8th episode ladies and gentlemen. Episode 8 of The Cave. I am your host and I go by the name of Kofi, a.k.a. Black Walt Disney, a.k.a. Loso, a.k.a. African Spear, a.k.a. Mr. Give Me Them, you know what I mean? Give Me Them Drawers, you know what I mean? I'm here, nigga. I'm fucking here, all right? A.k.a. that Ashanti Prince, you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to listen, man. Yo. A.k.a. First Class... AKA, yo, listen, man. I'm here. You feel me? My apologies for uh, that little rant I went on for the first 20 minutes. I just had to get a lot of things off my chest, man. I had to, I had to talk to a few individuals. You dig? I had to talk to the people out there. I had to talk to anybody that can relate to me right now, based on the shit I said, and have situations like that going on. I love people. I love people. I can also hate people. Meaning. 
not a social problem. I hate going in. I went to the state fair. I went to the Washington State Fair last Sunday, and you know it was it was definitely you know full of people. Duh, it's a state fair, right? And it just let me know that I don't really like being out in public too much. Like I do like being on the scene in a in a party setting. Like if I go to the bar or shit like that, that's fine. But if I'm just walking around at the fair and shit like that, I don't like that. People tend to stare at me, man. I don't really... Is it because I look good or is it because, like, there's something on my bed or... I just find, like, even when I'm dealing with, you know, clients or customers in my in my daily business based on, you know, from my employer, I just catch people looking at me. Is it... What are they looking at? I know I have a bottom lip that tends to hang. Are they looking at that? But for the most part, I close my mouth. Like, I don't know. Is it, like, do I not pick my hair out? Is my beard looking a little weird or... I just don't understand why people stare sometimes. I don't know what it is. I don't, I'm going to humble myself and assume it's not my looks. Okay? I'm just going to assume that. Because shit. Um, first and foremost, I want to give a shout out to all the listeners out there. Shout out to Anchor. I appreciate Anchor. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate Anchor giving me a platform to speak to you motherfuckers. Um, I'm also on Apple Podcasts, Radio Podcasts, Radio, excuse me, Radio Public, Stitcher. You know what I'm saying? All those listening sites that I'm on, I appreciate all you. YouTube is on the way, ladies and gentlemen. Google Podcasts, if I didn't say that already, Breaker. Okay. We're there. The cave is there. Spotify is on the way also. The cave is here. Um, There's a lot of things today, ladies and gentlemen, that obviously you can tell already that I had a lot of shit I had to talk about and wanted to get off my chest. But with that being said, I just want you niggas to know something, okay? <laughs> I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. You dig? I'm a nice guy. But there's a certain things that I've tolerated Long enough. And I know people out there that can relate felt me on that. There's a lot of shit that you just can't ignore anymore. I'm 26 years old. You feel me? I am, you know, about two months away from turning 27. I'm fucking 30 damn near. This is the age where when I was like 18, 19 and shit, and I knew niggas was 25, 26, I started to tell them niggas, nah, you 30, nigga. And I already got people saying that to me. Nah, 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 nah. We don't need. First of all, y'all shouldn't be saying that to me. I'm twenty. I'm twenty six. All right. I'm not thirty yet. Now I get why them niggas used to get tight. You feel me? I'm not thirty yet. But I must say, speaking of birthdays, shout out to my nigga Wonton. Today is his birthday. Juan Tiggity, you short motherfucker, ball motherfucker. Like, nah, I love you, bro. You my nigga. I love you, bro. Enjoy it. He's turned twenty eight today. Anybody that knows Wonton right now, make sure you give him a you know a nice, wonderful, happy birthday. One of the one of the best basketball players I know. You short motherfucker, I hate you. It's like, no, I love you, bro. Shout out to shout out to you and your family. Have a great day. Have a beautiful day. Enjoy your birthday, brother. Um, but twenty seven is around the corner. You feel me? I'm not. I, I'm really. First of all, I want to say thank God that I'm still alive, and I thank God for the, my niggas that's still here, and rest in peace to my niggas that's not here. Because 27, I didn't. there's a lot of situations in my life that I've come across that I did not expect to be here. There's been times where my life could have ended. Many times in my, in my, you know what I'm saying, I might add. But I'm here and I thank God for that. Um, but with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of things I need to talk about today. And uh, you know something? I never really understand the whole business of the NFL sometimes, you know. There's been a lot of shit in the sports world that, you know what, before I even get to the NFL, I need to talk about power for a second. I just need to talk about power. That's what I need to fucking talk about. Yo, my nigga, first of all, let's give a moment of silence for Joe Proctor. Okay. Listen, man. I want to say this. I'm I've had enough of power. I'm getting tired of it. If it was not for that episode, I was going to be done. 
That episode did, you know, bring back some flashbacks of what power used to be when it started off. You know, the the random twists and the and the and the shit that just randomly happens. They like, oh shit, what the fuck? Those plot twists and those turns. It did bring that, but you know what? I don't know where the fuck this shit is going because now Tommy and Ghost have to work together. I don't know where this is going, but I pray to the Lord that this shit ends the right way. Now, with me personally, Tommy is probably my favorite character in the whole show. Tommy's my favorite character in Power. Yes, even more than Ghost. To be, because Tommy's just, yes, he does make decisions that really don't, you're like, all right, nigga, that was very impulsive. But, I mean, Tommy's likable. But I'm not going to, I'm going to tell you right now, man, to, you know, with this whole shit with him and Ghost working together just to save Tariq, and Tariq, by the way, needs his ass beat. I'm tired of Tasha saving him from Ghost putting his foot up his ass. I really don't get that. That shit needs to happen. And you know what? With the way Tariq is caught up right now, I am very glad that this is happening. Because maybe this shit will tighten his ass up a little bit. I just want to know who the fuck that chick that was, you know, he was going to school with. I want to know who she's connected to. I want to know who she was providing that information to. I just need to know. She, we need to figure out who the fuck she is. I don't think she just set him up just on account of... You know, because she got somebody and she didn't want to be with drugs and child, whatever the fuck. I think she knows somebody that is connected to, you know, ghosting them niggas somehow, some way. But I'm sure that's going to come out, you know, eventually. But Tommy and Ghost, man, I need. I don't know what the fuck is about to happen. There's a bunch. There's about what? This is going to be episode six that's coming up and there's 15 episodes in this season. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting um, next few episodes, man. I'm not going to lie. But power pissing me off. This shit pissing me off. I just need to, I need to know what the next move is. We need to understand that. What, what the fuck is going to be the next... Like, is Tariq going to die? Is somebody like... Because now Proctor's dead. So Ghost is like security blanket. He's losing the security blankets, all right? Proctor was the nigga that could really get him out of shit. Now he's dead. So now what's... What's going to happen with ghosts? I don't really know. I, I, I don't really know. I, I don't even want to stick on power too much because I, I just I just need... I'm just pissed off at this shit right now. I w- last the episode was cool and all that, but I need to know what's happening in the next episode. And based on the trailer that I saw, because there's a trailer out there, anybody that hasn't seen it, go look on YouTube or whatever, you know, Twitter, whatever the hell you go, you know, go look for your information. The trailer for episode six is out. Obviously, it's like 30 seconds or whatever, but some shit is about to go down, man. We don't know. We'll see, though. Um, now, last time I spoke with you guys, I was talking about how, you know, the, you know, the New England Patriots and, uh, you know, Tom Brady, you know, God himself has embedded his spirit in Tom Brady to play the game of football and. He's the greatest to ever do it and how, you know, we're going to win the Super Bowl and might as well just, you know, plan to see them niggas there. I'm, I've already started the planning for my Super Bowl party. Um, you know, it's going to be a goodie. You know what I mean? I'm probably going to probably gonna throw it in my crib. You know what I'm saying? Anybody, you know what I mean? Whether you're in New York, Florida, D.C., uh, Atlanta, anybody that's, you know, Texas, my people out in Texas, Chicago, my people out in Chicago, you know what I mean? Anybody that's Carolina. You know what I'm saying? Anybody that wants to Boston, you know what I'm saying? Cali, you know what I mean? Portland, Vegas, all my people that's out there. If you want to be a part of greatness, a part of an enjoyable environment, an enlightening environment, if you want to be a part of something special, come to my Super Bowl party in February. Book your tickets now because it's going to be New England versus whoever the fuck comes out of the NFC. We don't fucking care. No fucking care. All right? We don't know who's coming out of the NFC, but whoever the fuck comes out of there is going to get the brakes, the dog shit beat down their leg by the New England Patriots. And this is the energy I had before we got Antonio Brown, and I still have it after we got 
or we got rid of Antonio Brown. And here's what I'm going to say about that, by the way. I'm going to say this. I understand why Belichick, Robert Kraft, and them let him go. Honestly, he shot himself in the foot again with all those with the allegations and the, and the accusations regarding him and rape. If he did not send that those text messages out, I'm pretty sure he still have a job. And if he didn't go on Twitter coming at Robert Kraft and coming at Sh- coming at Shannon Sharp uh, and, and you know Big Ben Roethlisberger about their transgressions or whatever allegations were you know shot in their direction, but the lack of, I guess, discipline that was handed down or whatever the fuck he was expecting the NFL to do with those individuals. Antonio Brown seems to have no accountability for his own actions. And he makes the black people in this country look bad. And I'm sure there's NFL players right now that are pissed off because now they probably got the owners looking at them like, oh, this is why we don't give niggas money. At no point, this guy is a Hall of Fame talent, one of the best receivers I've ever seen. So fun to watch. But, I mean, can you imagine? This is why I was talking shit. This is why I was saying, we, meaning the Patriots, and yes, I'm tired of you niggas asking me why I'm a Patriots fan. I'm going to explain this one time. Well, for the people that know already, I'm going to explain it again. And I'm, for the people that don't know, I'm going to explain it for the first time to y'all. Growing up in New York, my first team, as far as NFL teams go, right, that I had exposure to, that I actually watched, because I didn't watch football. I didn't even play football growing up. I only played basketball, soccer. I played tennis, and I was a swimmer. Okay? Yeah, I'm, yeah niggas can swim, by the way. Well, Africans can swim. I'm just playing. You feel me? But the first NFL team that I had exposure to was... Tom Brady's first Super Bowl. You feel me? Like, let me just explain this. Tom Brady was my favorite football player until Mike, before Mike Vick. Mike Vick is still my favorite football player. Well, I'll say this. Mike Vick was my favorite football player, but my favorite football player of all time is Adrian Peterson. Behind would be Mike Vick, and behind would be Tom Brady. Those are my three favorite football players ever. Ever. Adrian Peterson is going is gonna to be a Hall of Famer. And Mike Vick admits the whole dog situation. Was every he was the Allen Iverson to the NFL. Cause you know when AI was you know coming up in the NBA, everybody wanted to get cornrows, everybody wanted to wear the do-rags and the big ass jerseys and the chains and shit like that. Vick was like that to people that were NFL fans and black people and the, and the young niggas coming up. Vic and, and, and Allen Iverson were pretty much those type of players for their, for their respective sports. You know what I mean? That's the situation. That, that's where I was looking at it. You know what I mean? So, when, you know, Tom Brady took over for Drew Bledsoe, you feel me? Drew Bledsoe was the quarterback for the Patriots when Tom Brady was, you know, in his second season. He got injured. He took the Patriots to first place in the AFC East and then beat the St. Louis Rams in the Super Bowl. That was the first NFL game that I sat down and watched and they talked about Brady's background and him being a a very low draft pick. Okay? For anybody that, you know, is unaware of... Tom Brady's draft pick. He was selected at 199th in the sixth round of the 2000 NFL draft. He was one above 200. I would challenge anybody to find two people better than him in NFL history, including all positions. Just two. He was drafted at 199th in the sixth round of the 2000 NFL Draft. And now he is the best quarterback that has ever breathed the air that God has given. I'm telling you niggas right now. And yeah, you know, I was black. And I'm like, shit, man. He's, he's, a boss, he's, you know, he's in the Boston area. 
I've been in restaurants, and niggas can attest to this, during giant Super Bowls. I've been to Applebee's with my niggas, where I was the only Patriots fan, and all my niggas were Giants fans. And I was the only nigga celebrating. Well, you know, we lost. Both times. It's okay. I'm happy with the fact New York has some championships in the last decade, in the last 20 years at least. So it's okay. The only loss that really pisses me off that Brady has in the Super Bowl is the Eagles loss. I hate Eagles fans, bro. I fucking hate Eagles fans. I might hate them niggas more than the Cowboys because we lost to somebody we shouldn't lose to. (sighs) Whatever. I'm off that. But that's pretty much, like I said, to really get back to why I like the Patriots, that was why. I I love Brady's, you know... uh, situation of being from, you know, kind of an underdog. And now he's the greatest. So that explains why. But besides all of that, I had us winning the Super Bowl before and after Antonio Brown. I still do. If your team isn't 3-0 and right now, I'm sorry for you. My bad. I'm s- if you lost the game, your team has lost the game, that sucks. I don't know what that's like yet. But speaking of Mr. Tom Brady... The Pro Football Focus. It's a group of people that, you know, put together lists of, you know, the best of whatever. And it came out with the quarterback rankings so far into the season. For, I'm going to tell you people right now, people that don't really know sports, I'm going to explain something to y'all right now. People that are listening that don't get what I mean by the sports shit I'm saying right now with, about, the, about the football I'm about to get into, I'll make sure I dumb it down for y'all. So I just got done talking about how Tom Brady's the greatest football player or the greatest quarterback ever. I'm saying both. He's the greatest football and quarterback ever. Greatest football player and quarterback ever. Okay? He's at number one right now for quarterback rankings. Number two is the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, Dak Prescott. I just found out his name is Rain Dakota Prescott. You know what I mean? That's... that name, you just hear it one time, your first thought might be, what the hell is that? And your second thought is, that name might be fire. You know, you might name your son that. Whatever. Rain Dakota Prescott. Number three, fucking Eagles quarterback, Carson Wentz. Number four, the Seattle quarterback, Russell Wilson. And they love him out here in Seattle. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all know I live in Seattle. Um, they love him out here. I mean, speaking of the State Fair, Sierra was just performing a couple weeks ago at the State Fair. Um, number five, Deshaun Watson. The Houston Texans, quarterback for the Houston Texans. And at number six, Patrick Mahomes. Now, here's the situation. Because for some reason, there's a lot of dumbass lists that these so-called professionals come up with. I need someone to make sense out of the fact that Patrick Mahomes is sixth on any quarterback ranking that involves you being the best. I need somebody to explain that to me. How? Well, first of all, I'm not going to argue with him being behind Brady. If he's number two, that's fine. If Brady's number one, I'm cool with that. But anything less than behind Tom Brady on the list, meaning Brady's going to be number one and he's number two, let's just, you know what, Brady aside, let me make the argument for why he's number one. Not even going to bullshit you. I'm going to be honest. First of all, he has completed 72% of his passes. And he damn near has 1,200 yards in three games. That's, ladies and gentlemen, means he's thrown for damn near 400 yards a game, three games into the season. That is crazy. You dig? He has 10 touchdowns in those three games and zero interceptions. That motherfucker is throwing the football like it's no one's business. He has a machine gun for an arm. He is throwing that motherfucker. And he hasn't thrown an interception yet. I will say this, though. He kind of has a little Brett Favre in him. For people that know who Brett Favre is, he's somebody that is... He's a Hall of Famer. He played for the Green Bay Packers. And he throws the foot. And he used to throw the football. He used to throw you into trouble and out of trouble. So that's pretty much what Patrick Mahomes does. He has one of those, I'm going to throw it, high risk, high reward. That's, the, that's his mentality when he throws the football. So those 10 touchdowns he's thrown, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I am a little surprised by the fact he hasn't thrown any interceptions yet. 
but he will because the way he throws and the way he plays is going to happen. Granted, he threw 50 touchdowns and only had 12 interceptions last season, but those interceptions came, some of them at least, came at crucial moments of the game. He can throw you in the games and out of games. So I guess that's the logic behind why he's number six. Well, that logic is shitty because he should not be anything lower than number two. The only per- Now, Dak Prescott, I will admit, he surprised me so far this season. He has made me, you know, rethink a lot of things that I've said about him. So far, he's not throwing little five-yard, ten-yard passes. He's throwing the ball downfield. So that's very interesting to me. The Cowboys look good. In fact, now that Drew Brees is hurt, it pains me to say this, but I expect them to get out of the NFC. Unless Aaron Rodgers starts playing like the Aaron Rodgers I know and Green Bay has something to say about it. But right now, it's looking like the Cowboys are going to play the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And that is going to be a high, probably the highest rated Super Bowl in probably 20 years. It's, it's going to be, a, listen, if that Super Bowl happens, if the Patriots play the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, that's going to be... The highest watched Super Bowl of all time. I promise you. That is going... Listen, listen, that's going to be crazy. I'm actually looking forward to it because I can't wait to beat them niggas. I can't wait for the score to be 31-24 Cowboys with three minutes left. And Tom Brady just runs, you know, just runs the clock down. And when it comes down to two seconds... He scores the touchdown, right? And we beat him on a two-point conversion. I want some shit like that to happen. Or, 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 no. The score is tied, and the Cowboys have the ball. And Zeke runs the ball. He breaks away, and it's like no seconds on the clock. But he has nobody in front of him. On the, You know what I mean? He has a touchdown right in front of him. And he trips on his own feet. And he fumbles the football and the Patriots recover it. See, the Cowboys just have this, you know, this this style of play, quote unquote, where they get in their own way. I'm looking for that type of shit to happen. Because it is just like these niggas to know that they have the best team in the NFC right now to get all the way to the Super Bowl and lose in the most terrible fashion possible. I'm talking worse than the way the Seahawks lost to us. I'm waiting for that. Good luck, Cowboys. I hope you get to the Super Bowl. I'm rooting for y'all. I am. I really am, though. I'm actually rooting for y'all. We play you motherfuckers in November. I have a feeling you guys might beat us in November. I just got a feeling we'll give up that loss just because, you know, freebie. We'll give you niggas the confidence just to crush it in the Super Bowl. That's all. I'm waiting for that. You feel me? Yo, ladies and gentlemen, um, but Patrick Mahomes should be number one. I know I, lo- I love Brady, and if you want to make the case that Pat Mahomes should be number one, it makes sense. For, I'm just saying number six, the sixth best quarterback right now, three games in the season, makes no sense. It makes me wonder who the professionals actually are. They should be listening to the people a little bit more, the fans and the people that watch the game a little bit more, because some of us might know what the fuck we're talking about based on what we see. Whatever. Speaking of dumbass lists, to move on to the NBA. You know, I don't really understand sometimes, once again, these professionals that sit down. I need to know what they do when they're sitting down or whatever, whether they're sitting down, whether they're on the phone, whether they're getting neck. You know what I'm saying? While, you know what I mean? They make, you know, having conversations about how they're going to put these people in and, 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 and put these lists in order, right? The ESPN has this team, this panel that puts the top 100 players, you know, in the NBA and they put this list together. And there's something I'm going to point out and everybody knows where I'm going with, you know, everybody knows where I'm going with first, right? You know the direction I'm going in. At number 49, meaning the 49th best NBA player in the league, at number 49 happens to be a light-skinned nigga, 
who's won three chips that goes by the name of Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson, during his Warriors run, has been the only Golden State Warrior that I haven't had any hate towards. You, Everybody has that person in sports you hate. Now, you don't hate him as a person. Like, if I say I hate Steph Curry, when I see Steph, I'm going to tell him, Steph, I love you. You're a great basketball player. You're the best shooter I've ever seen. You're, you, you know, you're one of the best point guards, if not maybe top two, top three point guard of all time. But I hate you because you played on Golden State. We all we understand that. People in the sports world understand that. I don't hate them as people. I hate them as who they are and the type. They're the villain. They're the bad guy. Everything has a villain and a hero. Golden State played the role of the of the villain, of the bad guy. We hated them niggas. You feel me? Clay was the one person on the team that I, you know, I said, you know what? I can't. I always called Clay a light skinned nigga with a dark skinned nigga and a light skinned nigga body. That nigga Clay don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Clay bailed these niggas out so many times. Game six in OKC. He was on his way to another game six bailout against the Toronto Raptors. He was on pace for 50. Clay had, he had what, 33 or 35 points with like, what, five minutes left in the third quarter? I mean, he was getting, I mean, first of all, Clay was about to dunk in a fast break with somebody right breathing down his neck. He was feeling himself. He was going to have 50 to 55 points and probably win that game, which would have put a lot of pressure on Toronto. And I'm not going to lie to you. I would not have bet against Golden State in that game seven if it happened. I would have been a fool to do that. I would have been a fucking idiot. But for some odd reason, I also say Klay Thompson is the second best shooter of all time. Arguably the best shooter of all time. The thing that makes Steph a better shooter than Clay is because he can shoot off the dribble better than Clay. Clay's the best catching shooter of all time. He's the per- he's the best. He's the shooter that gets the hottest, unlike anyone we've ever seen. I mean, somebody that I I, I don't know, man. I, I just I just need somebody to make sense out of it for me, man. Somebody make sense out of this shit because what? The biggest problem with this is not even not not the fact that he's forty nine, yeah, or or the fact that people think there's forty eight players. Well, I'd say Clay's a top twenty player. He's top twenty. He's really a top twenty player, but the fact that Zion Williamson is ahead of him is the biggest problem I have with this. The obvious is. Yes, he's 49th and he should be top 20. But the thing that really... Zion is getting a lot of neck, ladies and gentlemen. He's getting a lot of neck. To give you an idea of what I mean, 2K came out on September 6th, I believe. Right? Guys, that nigga has a Hall of Fame badge. Anybody that doesn't know what I mean by badges and shit like that is is specific skill sets or specific things that this player brings to the game. There's a bronze level, there's a silver level, a gold level, and Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame meaning if you have a Hall of Fame badge, that means you are elite, elite at what the fuck you do. To put it in perspective, LeBron James has a Hall of Fame chase down artist badge. That means when you niggas see LeBron chase down block niggas, he's, he has a Hall of Fame badge for that. So if anybody, you know, hearing me right now, I hope that makes sense to y'all. Steph Curry, I just said he's the best shooter of all time. He has Hall of Fame catch and shoot. He has Hall of Fame range extender. That means he can shoot from half court and hit them at an efficient rate. He has those type of badges, Hall of Fame. You get me? Why in the fuck does Zion Williamson have a Hall of Fame badge? And he hasn't even played a single minute, second of an NBA game. And his Hall of Fame badge, by the way, is Showtime. Meaning, if he does a highlight play, the team gets hype. Nigga, we haven't even seen him dunk for his teammates to get hype in an NBA game yet. How the fuck does he get a Hall of Fame badge for that? Explain that to me. I need somebody to explain it to me. Why? Damn, my stomach going nuts. I need somebody to explain that to me. How? Why? You feel me? I am a fan. I want niggas to understand something, though. 
I am, after everything I just said, I want niggas to understand that I am rooting for him. I tell my niggas all the time when I've had these conversations about Zion, that I think he's going to average 20 and 10 and win rookie of the year. I think he has Hall of Fame potential, and I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be an all-star for, not this season, but for the rest of his career after his rookie year. I think he has that type of potential. But for him to get this kind of attention and love right now, and he hasn't even played yet, I mean, nigga, I don't even think LeBron would have got a Hall of Fame badge fresh out of high school. Zion has the highest rated dunk in NBA 2K20. We haven't even seen him dunk in an NBA game yet. Don't give me Summer League because he played two quarters of a Summer League game, okay? Let's be, let's be fair to the NBA players that have been hooping and have already been there. If your argument is what we're anticipating... Well, I don't anticipate Klay Thompson to be the 49th best player by the end of the season. I don't give a fuck when he comes back from his injury. When he's on the court, he's top 20, period. Period. Arguably top 15. I mean, if a nigga's the best, second best shooter or top two shooter of all time, I mean, damn, you can, you can definitely argue he's top 15, regardless of his other skill, the other parts of his skill set. We need to stay consistent here, please. These so-called professionals and shit. I'm going to read what ESPN said, and his name is Kirk Goldsberry. Okay? Kirk Goldsberry of ESPN said this about Klay Thompson and his shooting, and he's ranked number 49th, right? Here we go. Thompson has a case as the most terrifying heat check shooter we've ever seen. Unlike almost any other catch-and-shoot specialist, Thompson has won games in huge moments with, with ridiculously... Efficient volume scoring. Who can forget the night in 2016 when he scored 60 points against the Indiana Pacers despite dribbling just 11 times and possessing the ball for a total of 90 seconds. Thompson has made the third most three-point shots this decade, trailing only James Harden and Stephen Curry. But what's incredible is that he did that as second or third banana on one of the era's most dominant teams. I'm ending the quote there. Ladies and gentlemen, after what I just read, does that sound like somebody that's the 49th best NBA player in the league? I don't think so. The other two players that were mentioned are top six in the NBA based on this list and top 10 on anybody's list. James Harden has only won an MVP. Steph has only won, I don't know, two MVPs, one of them being unanimous, right? Harden's finished top two in MVP voting for the last four fucking years. Steph has won three chips, and that is Clay's teammate. Oh, yeah, I read, did you guys hear the part where I said he scored 60 and only dribbled the ball 11 times? You guys know there's 48 minutes in an NBA game? To not only dribble the ball, I know niggas that catch the ball and dribble for no reason every time they catch the ball before they pass it. Harden dribbles 11 times. In like two seconds into a possession, nigga. And he only, Clay only had the ball for 90 seconds. For 90 seconds, a minute and a half, meaning a minute and a half out of the 48 games, Clay had the ball in his hands and scored 60. That doesn't sound like a nigga that should be ranked 49th on any list when it comes to basketball. You feel me? That's just what I, I'm just using logic here. That's just my opinion. But I think it makes sense to assume that. The people that are ahead of Clay on this list, and it's at least, you know, a couple names. I'm not going to name like the top 20, the obvious people, but I got Boban or Boyan Bogdanovich. He plays for the Pacers. John Collins for the Atlanta Hawks. DeMar DeRozan on the Spurs. Aaron Gordon for Orlando Magic. Miles Turner for the Pacers. So there's two Pacers ahead of him. I don't even understand that shit. Kevin Love, where he's been injured for damn near the whole last season, so I get why he's number 43. And then fucking Zion. Then you got LaMarcus, Nikola Vucevic, Kyle Lowry. He has a chip now. I'm not going to disrespect him. Not going to disrespect him. Okay. I feel like y'all niggas with me, right? So, Zion, I'm rooting for you. But now... ESPN and people like that think like the people that made this list have put a lot of fucking pressure on Zion. I am one of those people that are praying that he delivers because this shit is crazy.
And the disrespect shown to Klay Thompson has gone on for long enough. He's never made an all-defensive team. And for some odd reason, he wasn't on the all-NBA team this season. I need somebody to... I need niggas to really, really make sense out of why he keeps getting disrespected. And now he's injured, so he's getting more disrespect when he's been one of the most durable players in the NBA. That shit needs to stop. Now, I'm going to move on to the top 20. I'm just going to name... Well... I'm going to name the top from 20 to 3. I'm I'm not I'm going to I'm just going to read the names off. At number 20 we got Donovan Mitchell, then we got Bradley Beal, Carl Anthony Towns, Kemba Walker, Luka Doncic, Ben Simmons. By the way, Ben Simmons is at number 15. I have made the argument a couple weeks ago that he could be top 10 if he gets a jump shot. I mean, if he's number 15 right now according to these niggas. By the way, I'm not going to be I'm not going to really shoot myself in the foot. I just got done saying why and how these niggas are making these lists with, I don't even know what the fuck they're doing when they make these lists. So I guess I can't really put too much stock in the fact that they have Ben Simmons at number 15. But I I agree with that. I don't agree with everything on this list. There's certain things that I agree with on this list. Ben Simmons belongs, at, I think, in the top 15, in my opinion. He just needs to get a fucking jump shot, or Philly will never win a chip. But then I'll get to that later in the top 10. Rudy Gobert, 14. CJ McCollum, whom I might, I'm going to add, I am very happy he's getting the respect he deserves. The fact that he's number 13, I think he's one of the most, he's a, he's a top five offensive player as far as putting the ball in the basket. You can make a case. I'll say top five, top 10 for CJ McCollum. He's just good at putting the fucking ball in the basket. I think he's top, I'll say top 10, respectable, because there's too many niggas, that, there's too many dogs in the, in the league. He's top 10 at putting the ball in the basket, in my opinion. Number 12 and number 11, you got Russ and Kyrie. Russ should be top 10, but you know what? I'm not going to stick on this right now because too many people want to kill Russ and have killed Russ. And then Kyrie seems to be falling into that bracket of in that Russell Westbrook killing session where niggas just think they're terrible basketball players or they think they're just not as good, whatever. I can't, let me put it into more context. People say that their IQ is on shit fuck. Well, you know what? Russ has an MVP. I don't give a fuck if you start throwing out percentages. I just know he's done something that hasn't been done three times in a row. So, meaning he has, he has done something three times in a row that hasn't been done since our parents were kids. Okay? And that's average a triple-double for a whole season. Three years in a row. Now, this year he was not that great as far as being efficient. But now he's in Houston, and Houston's going to have the number one record in the NBA. Mark that on any calendar. Kyrie, KD's hurt, so Brooklyn, not too many expectations there for what they're going to do. But it's going to set the tone for what we expect for when KD comes back. At number 10, we got PG, Dane, Joel Embiid at number 8. And I brought up Ben Simmons earlier. Joel Embiid needs to, you know, the bullshit needs to stop. The health issues need to stop. Yeah, probably like, how can the niggas just stop health issues? No, 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 no. What I mean by that is, it seemed like in the series against Toronto, there was a lot of bullshit going on with him sitting out for games. And his availability is the reason why, is the number one reason why Philly's not going to win a chip. Because quite honestly, if Embiid was healthy for the Toronto series, they're beating Toronto. That's just my opinion. Shout out to Kawhi. Forgetting you know, that game winning or whatever the case may be. But Philly had that shit in the bag, in my opinion. Joel Embiid's health issues is what caused them to lose, in my opinion. Okay. Number seven, Nikola Jokic. I love this dude, man. He's a beast. Number six, we got Steph. Five, AD. The Beard at number four, James Harden. Number three, LeBron James. Now, I'm going to stop right here because there's two names missing, and that means they're in the top two. So that means Kawhi or Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak, are going to be either one and two. And based on the way ESPN has been necking, have been on this nigga Kawhi's nuts since the playoffs started, I have an idea of who's going to be number one. I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all. LeBron at number three doesn't piss me off, but it, it definitely lets me know like where these niggas are headed. This is the one of those what have you done for me lately situations. These are one of those they, they can love you and hate you 
as quick as, you know, turning a light off or some shit like that. The flip of a switch, snap of a finger, they can hate you. LeBron James, granted, had, didn't have the best season last year, okay? He was hurt, though. And I do remember when he was healthy before he got hurt on Christmas Day, they were the number four seed in the West, and they spanked Golden State. The playoffs also showed me that if the Lakers were healthy, I can make an argument they would have got to the conference finals and played Golden, uh, Golden State. So him being in the top three, I can understand that. And by the way, Kevin Durant, I believe, is not on this list. I didn't check the bottom 100 because I didn't really give a f- or the bottom part of the 50. Because I didn't really give a fuck. But I'm assuming he's not on the list because he's going to be hurt all year. I get it. Fine. Otherwise, he'd be in the top three, top two. But right now, LeBron is at number three. And I'm going to say this. LeBron, to me, is still the best player on the planet. And he's going to remind niggas of that. He's going to show everybody what... I just don't see how you can really say, other than maybe Kevin Durant, somebody's better than LeBron. And I know, and now you got you give him Anthony Davis, you got Kyle Kuzma, you got Rondo, you got Danny Green. I'm, I mean, I'm really sad about Demarcus, but you got Dwight Howard. That Lakers team keeps getting disrespected. I just have a weird feeling. That's actually my pick to win it all this year. By the way, is I think it's going to be Houston and the Lakers in the conference finals. That Clippers talk, I promise you. There's a lot of shit that gets thrown under the carpet, under the rug about Kawhi's gameplay in the playoffs, especially in the finals. And Paul George, one of my favorite players to watch, these two players, meaning Kawhi and Paul George, have not been the best closers. They tend to, you know, disappear. They can fucking hoop, and they're two of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. They will lock you the fuck up. I promise you. But closing time, they've been a little shaky. Yes, Kawhi had hit that game winner hurt around the world. I get all of that. But in the finals against Golden State, the numbers kind of hide a lot of shit. The way people say Russ's numbers hides a lot of the shit that he doesn't do well. I think Kawhi's numbers in the finals hit a lot of the shit he wasn't doing. And that is, in the fourth quarters, he was kind of terrible. But... If you get two niggas like that, I will give you this. The Clippers have a lot of people on that team that have heart. So heart alone makes it hard to say they won't get to the finals or the conference finals at the very least. I just think if you replace Chris Paul with Russell Westbrook and James Harden with Mike D'Antoni's offense, you're not going to be able to stop these niggas. Nobody can guard them. You're not going to be able to check these niggas. And they still have everybody from the team that won 65 games. They have the shooters there. They have the grit there. They have the PJ Tuckers and the Clint Capellas and the Eric Gordons and the and the, and the Gerald Greens and the and the Daniel House guys there. You feel me? There's gonna be people. Austin Rivers. Houston is gonna be a problem for niggas in the regular season, and I think when the playoffs start, Russ is gonna take pressure off Harden. But LeBron, I think who who I'm picking to win it all. They've been disrespected long enough. But that this fucking list, when it comes out, I'm assuming Kawhi and Giannis are going to be top two. Kawhi being one, Giannis being two. This NBA season is going to tell a lot of stories. There's so many storylines. Just get ready for it. I can't fucking wait. It's only about a month away at this point. Less than a month away, actually. I can't fucking wait. Um... Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell y'all this. Um, Donald Trump, this impeachment thing? I'm going to switch gears, man. I'm going to touch on this for a slight second and I'm off of that. Because I hate politics. I hate talking politics, but people got to understand this shit affects us too. This impeachment conversation is becoming louder and louder. And now it's actually, it looks like it's going to be a thing. Because a whistleblower, and for the people that don't know who you know what a whistleblower is in a political standpoint, it's pretty much someone who exposes things or activities that are like, you know, that are illegal and unethical, meaning shit that just shouldn't be happening. And they expose it. Whistleblower is claiming that Mr. Trump... <laughs> 
Trump's convo with the Ukrainian president. And he had a phone conversation with the Ukrainian president seeking info on Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden. The reason why Trump is going out the country to get info on his potential um, opponent in the upcoming election is because Joe Biden's son, Hunter, worked for Ukraine's largest private gas company. For anybody wondering why he had to go to the Ukrainian president. So, he worked for, meaning Hunter, Ukraine's largest private gas company for years. So Trump's like, yeah, let me go get some, let me get some info on this guy and I'll give you, you know, I'll slide you something. Well, that's illegal. Um, that shouldn't be happening. And what made it what made it, you know, even worse is that apparently White House officials attempted, this is all, you know, what the whistleblower is saying, it's alleged, but the transcripts have come out. Apparently, White House officials try to cover this shit up. Listen, I'm not going to dwell on this because all this, this is all, all this is saying is that our president hasn't been shit, he won't be shit, and he'll never be shit. And a lot, and, and you know what, Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, has finally come out and said, yo, listen, man, this impeachment shit is about to be, we about to really have a conversation about this. Now, I mean, 2020 is around the corner. So, I mean, I mean, listen, I'd say, we're, you know, this is almost too little too late. But, I mean, fuck, where, where are we going to be? I'm worried about where this country is going to go in the next few years. I hear a lot of people saying, yo, we're going to move to Canada. We're going to move here. We're going to go, you know what? I don't think you are going to move to Canada. You ain't going no fucking place. We need to figure out what the fuck is going on in this country right here and right now. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get into the last word. And the last word is going to, you know, is going to be pretty much when I started off this episode with. I'm going to tell y'all niggas, I have a lot of love for people that, that I don't even speak to right now. A lot of love for people that I may never even speak to again. Sometimes you have to make sacrifices for the benefit of yourself and your family because at the end of the day, you will die alone and nobody's going in that grave with you. Your legacy is your own. Your legacy will not be tied to someone else's. You need to make your, you need to paint the, your own picture, write your own story that people will remember because if you don't make the proper sacrifices, people are going to write that shit for you and you may not like it because it ain't coming from you. You feel me? Understand that. Make sure that you understand that sacrifices need to be made in order to, you know, see success. And that's what I am going through right now. I finally get the whole idea. I finally get it. I finally get why people have been doubting me for so long because they see the potential in a nigga. They see the glow in a nigga. It's just a matter of me wanting to, I get in my own way. Well, that's not going to be the case anymore. That's not going to be the case anymore. I promise you that. So for anybody that needs to hear this, for anybody that is struggling mentally with things that's going on in your life, with you're feeling stuck, you feel like you, can't, you have nowhere to go, you feel like you have no options and you feel like life won't get any better, understand that means you need to make sacrifices. You need to, you know, inflict a little bit more pain so that the pleasure is great and magnificent in the end. And if you need me to be there to help you with that, anybody that is struggling with that, holler at me. We can work on it together. We can have a conversation. And I will be there to help. Because as I mentioned, I am that type of person. I want to help people out. I want to make sure everybody is happy that I can. I want to make sure that, that I can reach out to people that and touch them in a way that their day, their month, their weeks got better after having a conversation with me, after me being able to help them out. I need to be... But the point is, I am, I am trying to put myself in a position to where I have the resources to make that happen. And it's coming. Everybody, I appreciate y'all for being with the cave. I appreciate y'all being with the cave today, you know what I mean? I'm going to tell y'all niggas right now, I don't understand 
any of the shit that was going on. When I saw, I can't believe that motherfucking list. I was like, yo, like, nigga, what? That's the type of shit I was on. I was like, what the fuck going on with these lists? What's the, what's going on with all these people? You feel me? <sighs> I'm telling y'all, anybody right now, life is life is gonna be better. I feel like 2020 is gonna be a magnificent year, and that close out to this year, this fourth quarter of 2019 is gonna be a great one. Let's make it happen. I appreciate y'all for being with the cave today. God bless. Peace.